0: Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, how are you?
1: We're doing good, but I I got a buddy named Knuckles that wants to talk to you. Yes,
0: and I got a guy named Scott Van Pelt that's going to be putting the end of that game on ESPN. (laughs) I promise you, that is going to be all over bad bets. Holy smokes. That is crazy.
1: That was crazy. And, you know, that's why you said it early on the Spurs are going to play the whole game, you know, and even though, like, the game was out of reach for the most part early in that fourth quarter. It kept coming.
0: Wow. Well, the Jazz win it tonight. That's really what's important. Uh, and you know what? This is an interesting game because if you're not going to have Donovan Mitchell, you probably have to win defensively, and that's what they did.
1: Yeah, they did a great job, I thought, you know, uh, of what their, I guess their weakness here. They did a better job on ball, you know, guarding penetration. I thought their transition D was better, you know. And after starting, what was it, 8 for 8? They, they went right at the Jazz, you know, right at, as deep as they could get to start the game. Uh, I think they ended somewhere around four for 18 after they started eight for eight. So uh, a crazy, just a crazy game and, and without the two leading scores, but a great one for the Jazz to get.
0: Uh, you pointed out that was kind of the key number of the night. I have them in the first quarter going seven for seven in the paint non-restricted area. The second quarter, they go one for nine. In the third quarter, they go 0 for 3. They go 1 for 12 in the middle. In the fourth quarter, they got a few late. It probably didn't matter as much, but that's uh, they they rely on that shot. It fell for them in the last matchup at an inordinate rate, as, um, you know, as they made what 16 of 28 paint non-restricted shots against the Jazz in the matchup. And tonight, it came back to bite them after a great first quarter.
2: The Jazz only get up 31 three-point shots, and they, and then they make nine. What is it about their? I don't I don't see their defense being that that great and, and why the Jazz don't get up a number of three-point shots against this team. But that's two ball games where they've uh, been able to keep the Jazz from just going haywire.
1: But they're going to make the Jazz shoot more mid-range shots than they want to, right? Yeah, right. And, and they're not going to come off guys as much from the perimeter. So you see a lot more ball handlers finishing. and It's a great strategy. Uh, but the Jazz played with such good force tonight, it, you know, it didn't, didn't really matter.
0: We went one of six on corner threes. That's a huge part of our offense.
3: Coach yeah, Wells so. basically broke this all down for us at halftime, right? He was pretty good yeah, about it, yeah. Yeah, he was good.
0: Feel free to build on that, Jake. It's a good point.
3: Hey, we're, we're, we're listening some of the time over here, David. We're <laughs> trying to, to pick it up. I'm, I'm trying to remember your call with Clarkson where you said he was artistic. What was it, uh, Tim, you, uh, that stood out to us? It was good. Artistic pleasure, I think. That's believe. what it was,
1: artistic pleasure. <laughs> on the putback. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: the one he caught
2: in the air and didn't finger roll. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right,
3: It was yes. pretty. I mean, yeah. it's a good call.
0: Jordan's Jordan's got a little, little flair, flair, right? Yeah. So
3: we're we're trying to soak it up back here. We'll try to we'll try to bring the heat in the post game and, and compliment you too. All
0: right. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate you guys.
3: Hey, appreciate you guys. we we'll, uh, earlier than the other night. So oh yeah. Hey, did you see the uh, before we let you go? Did you see the other night that the, the actual game time was two hours and fifty minutes?
0: Yeah, that'll we, never happen again. We were
3: talking about the three-hour game. We were laughing about it during crosstalk, and we weren't far off, were we? Yeah,
0: that, that, that will not happen again. And, um, it's horrible. I, I, I promise you that. And um, the league will do everything they can to make sure it never happens. They
3: again. should.
1: I told my wife when I got home, we went through the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth Noel. <laughs>
0: That's only because the play-by-play announcer didn't use your uh, very creative call to use the first Noel. It's okay.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. Talk to you on Wednesday. See ya. Jazz win tonight in San Antonio over the Spurs, 110-104. We're breaking it down next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim LaCombe, 110-104 is your final. Jazz beat the Spurs tonight. Jazz moved to 11-3 on the road this year. A really good uh, road team. Uh, but uh, Avenge a loss from a little over a week ago. And uh, even though they they had to put the starters back in at the end there, uh, Coach Lacombe, this was a nice night for the Jazz. Good victory.
1: And, and I do prefer to – got to look at the you know 46 minutes, not the 48. And I thought the Jazz – they played good. And, you know, subbed there and, and lost a little momentum. But – they came out with a, a really good mindset defensively. Felt like the team really was on the same page, really communicated. Guys were trying, you know, because they knew that the issue with this team is kind of losing track of them off the bounce. And um, the other thing the Jazz did great tonight, they didn't send them to the line. I knew San Antonio doesn't get to the line anyway a ton uh, because of the types of shots they take. In fact, they get their the least amount of anybody in the league. But the Jazz didn't let that get flipped on them. They kept that as a strength. And made him take tough shots, overhands, but not foul.
3: Jazz were led by Jordan Clarkson's 23 points in 32 minutes. 9 of 21 shooting, 2 of 7 from 3. Bogdanovich had 19. Rudy Gobert had 16 and 13. Joe Ingles with 17 points. Mike Conley with 12. Uh, Let's see here. And Hassan Whiteside had 13, 8, and 1 block shot coming in off the bench. So all around, good performance from the Jazz missing Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yeah. I I read something on Twitter tonight. It was funny. I I apologize. I didn't see who it was, but it said, anybody retweet this it's old enough to remember uh, a trip to San Antonio at an automatic loss. And you know, there were years where the jazz would roll through there and it was hard to win. Um, And, and road wins are great. I do believe this team plays uh, with a little bit more connectivity on the road for whatever reason. it looks like to me. Um, And again, you mentioned it without Donovan tonight and you know, the Spurs were also without their leading score, but the Spurs were playing great basketball. Their offense was was clicking really well, and the Jazz did a nice job of slowing it down. They were averaging over the last two weeks 125.4 offensive rating tonight. They end up with um, a 101. So good job by the Jazz making life hard for the Spurs and taking away what they love to do.
3: Now, I, I've got to give you credit. You you gave me a lot of credit for predicting the, the 2020 game from Rudy a few games ago. You are still undefeated. Uh, when it comes to uh, the the Arby's promotion, uh, where you've predicted, what what are we on now? What are you seven and zero, Jeff? Eight and zero. Sorry,
4: let me get back the. Let me go check. I think it's seven. I think
3: it's I think it's seven and zero. You predicted they would not get to one eleven tonight, and you said, but it's going to be darn close, like one ten to one hundred is what you said. Well, one ten to one hundred four, that is pretty darn close. Thank you. Still undefeated. Take that Arby's prediction to the bank.
1: Yeah, and I'm sorry. I mean, I, I know Arby's didn't come with it tonight, but we, we do talk about Arby's a ton. We love when they do hit it. And they have hit it success, successfully for many games in a row. But tonight, I just kind of had a feeling the tempo of the game or something about it would be
3: a little bit different. But you said they'd get right there, like yeah, 110 to 100. Yeah, I didn't. I just wanted to qualify it. You must do this for a living or something. Part-time. Tim is 8
4: and 0. No. 8 0. No.
3: No. Tim is 8 and 0, no. not 7 and 0, no, but 8 and 0. Oh. I should start a Twitter. Twit Timmy Bets. No, I shouldn't do that. But is it's it, it an Arby's Night with Tim LaCombe? Obbies and no Obbies. <laughs> All right. Your win tonight. Uh, the Jazz take care of business against San Antonio 110 to 104. With that, we will say goodnight to our network stations. Next broadcast coming your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz will be on the road in Portland to take on Damian Lillard and the Blazers. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got post-game sound for you. We'll continue to break this one down as well, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and
0: shoot three. Ah! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Codley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan Skies and Hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole.
3: Jazz game night post game show right here on the jazz radio network. Jake Scott coach, Tim Lacombe jazz come away with the win tonight. 110 one Oh four in San Antonio over the Spurs. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the, my Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at Mark Subaru.com. We will, uh, Get to uh, Jazz Coach uh, Quinn Snyder coming up here momentarily, but let's start things off with the uh, points in the paint brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one 800 go certa or visit cerdapro.com That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Uh, tonight, points in the paint, uh, Coach. Let's see here. Spurs outscored the Jazz 68-54, to but not a real surprise. Uh, as you've talked about a little bit already tonight, that was their concerted effort. They were going to try and take it right at the Jazz.
1: And that's the way they play. You know, they they love to play in that mid range. They love to play in the paint. They love to play off penetration. And I, I think the key to it was the Jazz did a better job tonight, as Quinn said in the pregame, of, of staying attached. And if you're if you're not guarding the ball, to to really show help. And I, I saw a more crowded floor tonight. They were more efficient defensively, not fouling. And then they cleaned up uh, the the glass. Uh, the Spurs only with uh, seven, or excuse me, nine offensive rebounds, but many of those came late. Uh, I know, you know, going into the fourth quarter, they only had four. So uh, a really good job all the way around defensively by the Jazz, and that's they played good enough offense to win tonight. But the defense is what I was really impressed with.
3: Out rebounded the Spurs uh, as a team, fifty-five to forty-four. In fact, while we're doing it, might as well talk about the master of the glass. That's our guy, Rudy Gobert. Well, what a kind of complete night for Rudy. Uh, he was 5 of 11 from the field, which is okay. He had 10 points, but he had 13 boards. Uh, let's see here. And five assists for Rudy tonight. How about that? Uh, but he, of course, as usual, is your master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert here for another great year of basketball. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, which, spoiler alert, is going to be Rudy.
1: Yeah, I hate to take the, you know, the candles off the cake, but it's time to eat. I think it might be
3: Rudy. <laughs> yeah, that's Rudy. Yeah, I think we can, we can uh, predict that one pretty comfortably at this point during uh, the season. However... Uh, Jordan Clarkson had another eight-rebound game, which he did last game, too. So that's two games in a row. Jordan Clarkson's had eight boards. Hassan Whiteside also had uh, eight rebounds. Mike Conley had six boards. So Jazz rebounding very well.
1: And Clarkson with five assists tonight. You know, with Donovan out of the game, we talked about him having to score and maybe pick up some of that facilitation. He did that tonight. I, th- I thought he was great. I love seeing eight rebounds. That means he's definitely engaged.
3: seems like he's playing really hard. Maybe finding his his uh, groove just a little bit. It, it feels like just yesterday we were talking about him being further up on the scouting report and maybe teams adjusting to him a little bit. Maybe the truth is he just needed to find his groove. And um, you know, you, it's never a good thing to be missing Donovan Mitchell, obviously. But maybe giving Jordan Clarkson a, a little bit more latitude—not that he doesn't take enough on his own—but uh, you know, putting a little bit more load on his shoulders is going to be turned out to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, and he's—you uh, know—I thought he played a great game, minus two plays. Right? He goes in, doesn't get fouled, or doesn't get the calls. Yeah, and it led to to three points twice in transition. So obviously, something we we've seen off and on with different guys this year, but that's one area I'm sure
3: Quinn will—he'll show that film. I bet you. Yeah, that makes him grumpy. And you don't get back. Hey, and Clarkson on that one you're talking about, or at least one of them, he, he was on the ground and didn't get back at all, just stood up and stayed. So, you know, that's not good. Open corner three on the other side.
1: Now that's usually, you know, I've always said that. You miss a layup on one end and a guy, you know, feels bad for himself jogging back. And it's a three the other way a lot of the time because you're just
3: outnumbered, you know, just strictly outnumbered because of hustle. But other than that, Jordan Clarkson playing uh, really well tonight. Um, Bogdanovich, even though he didn't have the three going, the Jazz as a team didn't really have three going. Nine of 31 tonight from three for the Jazz. But uh, Bogdanovich still managed to get uh, 19 points on seven of 16 shooting.
1: He's so good. You know, he just, he's so consistently good. And like I said, he's got, he's got big numbers that he carries around. He can, you know, like tonight they didn't need him to go crazy, but you know, it was also uh, Clarkson, I believe that had 30 against Atlanta. And, and Bogdanovich was the second leading scorer in that game as well. So those, that's two times where Donovan doesn't play. Those are two guys that kind of step up and pick up the slack.
3: By the way, quick correction. I knew this didn't sound right. I was reading Jakob uh, uh stat line when we were talking about Rudy. Much apologies, just to correct uh, the record here. Uh, 16 points for Rudy on 5 of 7 shooting. That's more like a 13 rebounds. And two assists, he had a steal and three block shots. So and I, six for apologies. six from the line.
1: What was that? Six for six from the line. Unbelievably not, good for Rudolph.
3: Not bad at all. All right. Uh the reason I got confused, Pertle also had thirteen boards. So apologies. Got a little mix up there in the old
1: box. Score. I've done I tend to do it every now and but again. Uh, Jeffrey's got audio
3: proof. Gotta make sure that the folks listening at home have accurate information. Rudy had a really nice game, sixteen and thirteen for uh for Rudy. All right, let's go uh back to San Antonio. It's now time to hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder.
2: Coach, can you um, you know, expand on uh you guys effort defensively, just especially since the uh the start of the second quarter, uh, you guys were able to lock, lock down get stops. What were you doing, uh, correctly? What did you want to see? Um, uh, what do you want to see in the future kind of keep improving?
5: Well, I think, you know, some of the, some of the actions that they were playing out of, whether it was pick and roll, you know, or, or, you know, dribble handoffs, uh, they really cut with a lot of force and, you know, I I thought earlier in the game, you know, when they turned the corner, those looks were too open. Um, And a lot of that had had to do with our aggressiveness, switching, you know, our aggressiveness up on the ball and just competing. I thought, you know, we raised our level. I thought both Hassan and Rudy, you know, switching on to some of those drivers um, is important and makes those shots hard. And then you know, from the weak side, we started to pull in and, and help on the glass. If they're going to do that, we really have to have their back on the glass because you know, it can be frustrating for those guys to come give help and then see their man, you know, get an offensive rebound. But, you know, I think we had, you know, a stretch during that time too where we really were good in transition. You know, they they do an excellent job of pushing the ball up the court and we didn't allow them you know, to get those early threes. I I think when, you know, they really cut into the lead, you know, that, that's where it came from. It came from transition threes where we weren't quite as, as sharp getting back. So, you know, that's going to continue to be important for us, whether it be, you know, getting back in transition and communicating um, and then also, you know, defending those actions and, you know, really making sure that we're able to close possessions because when we, when we close a possession, particularly with a, a guard rebound off a drive, it gives us an opportunity to get out the other way.
6: Quinn, uh, what would you say would be the, the next development that you'd like to see from Trent?
5: Well, you know, I think with Trent, you know, there's like any young player, there's certain things, um, you know, that you want to work on. They're gonna that are gonna impact you know your performance, um, in the role that you have currently, and then there's other things that you continue to work on, um, to continue to develop. Uh, that are things that maybe you're not asked to do you know in the moment, uh, but are also going to be important. So, uh, his ability to drive the ball, you know, I think for him to continue to do that particularly. You know, if people are going to go under on him in pick and roll at times, he can get a rescreen and still get to the paint and find people. Uh, defensively, I just want him to keep doing what he's doing. I mean, he, he's, he's unique defensively with his length and also with his instincts. Um, and then, you know, we want him to keep shooting the ball with confidence. And that's something that, you know, he gets a ton of reps on that and that's going to continue to be something he works on and, um, but he does have the ability, you know, even if people are closing out short, uh, you know, t- to get by and to get in the lane. And he's so poised in the lane. So um, I guess more of the same. And like a lot of our guys, I think, you know, the more reps you get, the more time you're in the league. You know, you've seen that with Royce. You've seen it with Joe. Uh, you know, your your shooting continues to improve as you work on it. And, you know, you take game shots and you get reps. So you know, that's something obviously that, that we talked to him about and he's aware of and he's working on.
4: Uh, Quinn, when Jordan was as frustrated as he is with, you know, kind of the the fan, the, the refereeing, what do you do as a coach to kind of either calm him down or get him back in the game? I mean, kind of what, what's your role there?
5: Well, you know, they had the, the one situation, you know, where someone was saying some things to him that, that, let's just say they weren't appropriate and, you know, you're always appreciative when you're on the road and, you know, the home team and security, you know, protects your players in that respect, and, and that's what happened. I think, you know, once those things get handled, it's easier for a player just to move on. And, um, you know, he plays with a lot of emotion, you know, a lot of passion. Um, and I, I think, frankly, you know, he's a guy that, you know, when some of those things do happen, you know, he's able to settle himself. And, uh, but again, you know, whether it's, you know, bringing him over and taking a deep breath or just getting to the next play um, it's something that, that I think because of the way that he plays um, he finds himself in those situations a lot, not just um, from something externally from a fan or from an opponent, but he's so competitive and demands so much of himself um, that his ability to you know, not rush and not get too down on himself. Um, if a shot doesn't go in, it's something you know that he's aware of. And um, as I said, I I don't want him to to compromise his passion in any way. And you know, I think he does a really good job of that. You know, and and one thing is just that we talk about is just you know throwing yourself into the defense, and you know throwing yourself opportunities on the offensive boards, and you know creating for his teammates and Those are kind of go-to things to him or for him. I should say that, you know, that really
7: have an impact on the game and help our team. Hugh, just nine made threes tonight, just 31 attempts tonight. Um, What was working for you guys so well inside the arc on this occasion? Mm -hmm.
5: Well, you know, we talked about that after the game. I I think, you know, different teams are going to provide, you know, different opportunities and different reads and, you know, they've been a team that's been very committed to not allowing our bigs to, to get behind them where we have, you know, anything at the rim. Um, and then they're really staying with shooters. So when you do get in the paint, you know, some of the traditional things we're looking for, whether it's a lob, you know, or a kick out for a three, those are things they're taking away. Um, and it puts us in a position where, you know, there's more space in the lane for guys to finish and then just a real emphasis on, you know, what we call feet and fakes. She's playing off two feet, um, having poise to ball fake and move people around, you know, and not have to commit too soon when you get in the lane, I, which is, you know, a lot easier for me to say that than for a player out there that's attacking with such force and speed, you know, to have that level of poise and control. Um, but that that's what we saw tonight. and. You know, that's where, you know, the majority of our buckets came from is attacking the paint and and obviously having some success getting to the line as well.
3: There you go. Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team wins tonight 110-104. Coach Lacombe, what stood out? That last piece about,
1: um, you know, as guys drive it to, to play off feet and fakes. And by that, he means getting to a jump stop, you know, getting a good base and then using the ability to, you know, shot fake up and under, go to a repertoire moves. And I think that's something we see Jordan Clarkson is very good at. We often talk about him driving it right to the front of that restricted area, getting to two feet, and then either shooting a fadeaway jumper or over his left shoulder. But a nice way to coach it. I've heard get to a jump stop, but I like that, feet and fakes.
3: Also talked about uh, San Antonio not leaving the shooters, a little bit what uh, Coach Wells hit on at halftime.
1: Absolutely. Um, They weren't going to do that. In fact, the Jazz tonight with – 44% Forty-four percent of their shots, uh, frequency of their shots, were at the rim, which is a season high. Uh, so you know they just continued to force the action until they were stopped. And oftentimes, because guys didn't come off
3: shooters, they were able to get all the way there. Post game uh, is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru Is campaign, featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse, and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. Your final tonight. Jazz beat the Spurs 110 to 104. We'll get you some sound from the players next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Post Game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes, learn more, and share at Gut.com. 110 to 104 is your final Jazz come away with win over the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, let's see here. Let's uh, let's get to the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Not nearly as uh, as high a number from the free throws for at least San Antonio tonight. The Jazz were 23 of 30, so the Jazz still went to the line a lot. San Antonio only 4 of 9. Not only, they only go nine times. They missed uh, five of them.
1: Their free throw defense by the Jazz was phenomenal. Whatever they were saying there in the... In the, in the year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're going to miss. Yeah, Jakob Purtle himself was 0 for 2. So uh, so was uh, Bates Jopp. He was 0 for 2 as well. Only nine free throws. I mean, that's
1: an impressive feat by a defense yep. that is usually somewhat hamstrung by teams that drive it. So... I'm telling you that the defense tonight go back and watch it it was really good and and the key to it was they started really connected communication was good guys were on the same page and that carried on throughout the game.
3: Yeah and they the Jazz gave up 34 in the fourth too so I mean you know you look at 104 and you say well that's pretty good defensive night it was actually a lot better than it seemed uh, you know San Antonio scored some with the Jazz pulled their guys they let go of the rope a teeny bit, as a friend of ours would say. Yes. Yes, they did indeed. All right, let's go back to San Antonio. Time for some player sound. Let's hear from Rudy Gobert. Hey, Rudy. Uh first off, you know, congratulations, uh,
8: top fifty NBA history in blocks. What is, you know, accomplishing that sort of achievement? What does that mean
9: to you? I mean, thank you, first of all. Um I mean it's it's great. You know, I would uh well, growing up, I would have never thought that you know my name would be would be up there. So it's, uh, you know, looking looking back at the journey and, you know, all the, uh, all the hard work and, you know, the dedication and, you know, being able to, you know, be mentioned with all those great names. It's, uh, it's amazing. And, uh, you know, it's only going up from here. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great blessing. Eric Walden.
7: Hey, Rudy. So once again, against the Spurs, you guys have kind of a quiet night from three-point range. What was working so well at the rim and, and inside the arc for
9: you guys tonight? The, the, the whole game plan is to take away or try take away our threes, you know, so uh, they just force us to play a little more of the two-on-two situation and uh, force our girls into, you know, taking that, you know, taking that, that, that little mid-range or that little, that little layup and, and they force us to, you know, to, to also move the ball and, multiple actions and I thought we did a great job tonight you know attacking on the uh, moving the ball driving them and uh you know every time they collapse find the open man and uh you know we were able to score in transition also because of our defense Uh, yeah Rudy um when
7: you're looking at a guy like Trent who kind
6: of that has to take on a little bit more of an extended role with Donovan being out. What is it that you'd like to see from him uh more as the as the days go on as he gets more opportunity?
9: I think just being uh just being a dog defensively, obviously and, and offensively, just be a just be a point guard, you know, be, be a little more vocal. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to push him to be, you know, to be that that point guard, that the guy that, you know, kind of like a organized uh the game a little bit for us offensively when Mike is out and, uh, you know, yeah, just, just try to push him, you know, push him to, to be that guy. And, you know, he's been, he's been getting better and better. So, you know, every time he steps on the court, he's he's been able to, to, to impact the game in a, in a good way. And, uh, and, you know, and, uh, Sam is, he's, he's only going to get better. So it's exciting. Andy Larson.
4: Rudy, you guys really locked down on the on the rebounds tonight, and then not allowing them any free throws. And and you know that had been a kind of a problem in the last games. Is that you had given up those easy points. So kind of what was the difference?
9: Um, our discipline was was better. You know we, I mean I thought we did a great job showing our hands. You know not reaching down, and uh, and we did a, we did a great job running back on in transition for the most part of the game. You know we. We didn't allow them to to, to get going with, with transition and uh, and with offensive rebounds. And we knew that, you know, they they, they have a very athletic team, so they, they, they thrive on, on those. When they don't get those, you know, we, we try to force them into tough shots. Uh, in Utah, they made a lot of tough shots. Tonight, they, they didn't make as much. So, you know, we're about to get those stops.
3: All right, there you go, Uh, Rudy Gobert, who tonight was very good. Rudy had 16, 13, and three block shots, moving into the uh, top 50 all-time in the NBA in block shots. So uh, Rudy obviously, uh, in typical Rudy fashion, said kind of this is just the start. He's got a long way to go, so pretty cool.
1: Yeah, he's he's playing for, you know, he wants to be good individually, but this is about the team to him. Uh, I like the way he talked about the ball moving, the way they were connected defensively, and did a better job contesting shots tonight. It had talked about advice
3: to uh, Trent Forrest play more like a point guard out yeah,
1: there. Yeah, and be be more la- you know, be more vocal and take charge of things. And yeah, uh, th- you, I hope that's something that Trent takes to heart um, because he's got a lot of the great attributes uh, to be successful. But I think that that may be one you know Rudy sees it up close and uh, communication
3: and being kind of taking control is a big part of being a point guard. Well, speaking of uh, of Trent Forrest tonight, he played twenty minutes. Is uh, there might be an opportunity for him to get in the game a little bit more with no Donovan Mitchell? He had four boards. He had a couple of assists. Let's go back to San Antonio and hear from the man himself. Here is Trent Forrest.
6: Trent, I know I know that uh, you haven't had time to like look at the film or anything yet, but how would you assess how you played tonight?
8: Um, I would say I played. I mean, pretty decent. Um. Tried to do kind of what our game plan was. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of how I would say I played. I, I played pretty solid um, for the minutes that I were, that I was in.
6: Is there anything different that you're told on a night when Donovan Mitchell isn't going to be playing and you're going to get kind of an extended run?
8: Um, no, nah, not really. Um, I mean, kind of just been the same how it is all year. Um, I mean, they'll kind of let me know when I'm going in. That's kind of about it. But other than that, everything is kind of the same.
9: Uh, Eric Walton?
7: Trent, what makes the Spurs so good at limiting your guys' number of three-point attempts and kind of what have, what were your counters to that?
8: Yeah. Tonight? Um, They have big wings, so they can match up with us pretty well. Um, and, I mean, they have a big that's pretty good at kind of playing both on the pick and roll. So... I would say um, that was a big part of it is just they knew we were going to try to get the role and they were staying with Rudy and also long enough to uh, get back to the shooters as well.
4: After the game, Quinn talked about how your defensive feel and kind of how you kind of understand that side of the ball really well. And I'm curious kind of where that came from. You know, Was that Florida State or was there a coach there that really helped you or – in high school, I mean, kind of where did you kind of learn that defensive field as, as much as you as you have it?
8: Um, I honestly don't know. I guess it somewhat came natural. And then at Florida State, I mean, we obviously had to play defense there. So um, I would say probably just kind of being in that system and it somewhat coming natural, um, just kind of knowing body angles, things like that, I would say is probably what helps me the most. Um so I would say, yeah, both a little bit of the body angles and just coming through a Florida State system where you kind of had to play defense.
9: All right, Sarah, go ahead.
6: A couple of weeks ago we were talking to Donovan and he was saying that, you know, sometimes he has to tell you, like, be aggressive, go up and actually try to score. Do you do you feel like you're a little bit more passive because you know you've got so many weapons around you? Um,
8: definitely. Um I mean, it's hard to, I'm not going to say make the right decision because, I mean, you have, like when I go in, it's usually JC, Joe, um, Rudy, um, and then either Rudy Gay or Boyan. So it's like, I mean, I could get my own, but at the same time, like I know I have these guys around me and they're good at what they're doing. They get paid to do that. So, um, I mean, I'm not going... I guess try to find a happy medium between both of them but not done. And a lot of them are always kind of on me about just being more aggressive, trying to get to the basket things like that.
3: All right, there you go. Trent Forrest played extended minutes tonight in the absence of Donovan Mitchell. He had 20 or excuse me, 20 minutes, uh, four rebounds, a couple of assists, did not score. He was 0 for 2 from the field. But I do think, you know, when you're looking at the young guys trying to battle for minutes, coach, I think the fact that uh, the Trent Forrest guards really is a is something that sets him apart at the moment.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely a guy who's going to do all the little things. He's going to be in the right place, but then he gives great effort. And he made the point there that coming through Florida State system, you better know how to guard or you won't play. Um, crazy what the, the number of guys in the last, I guess since 2016, Scotty Barnes, Malik be- Beasley, Trent Forrest, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Mann, Devin Vassell, and Patrick Williams. I mean, you talk about Really good players. Um, you know, Florida State has done a great job of bringing
3: guys, and Coach Hamilton gets these guys ready to play in the NBA. Well, I think Trent is ready, and it's interesting that his teammates tell him to be more aggressive, and he thinks he can go out and can get his. But he needs to. He described the lineups he plays out there. He plays with some good players. You know, guys that uh, that uh, you know kind of I don't want to say take priority over him because that sounds kind of mean. But I mean, he he seems very self aware of it and finding that balance between being aggressive and you know, letting his uh, talented teammates do their thing.
1: I would almost, you know, as a point guard, err on the side of of deferring a teeny bit. Like in this situation, especially, um, you know, he's coming and playing more minutes tonight because Donovan's there. I, I thought he approached the game really well. It took care of the basketball, moved it around, um, and and like you said, played really good defense.
3: Jazz win tonight over the Spurs, one ten to one hundred four. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, with you. Postgame is brought to you by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru in the My Subaru Is campaign. Features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more player sound for you coming up next, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by, as always, by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share your Subaru story at markmillersubaru.com. 110 104 is your final. Uh, the Jazz beat the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, we don't do a ton of scoreboard stuff, but real quick. Uh, and we'll get to some more player sound here in a moment. But that Dallas team that we saw on Christmas night, shorthanded, is currently playing the Portland team that we are going to uh, to see tomorrow, or excuse me, tomorrow Wednesday. And uh, you know that Mavericks team—they had Porzingis, but not much else, right? They're currently beating Portland right now in the third quarter, 87 to 62. Easy there.
1: I mean that that set my my alarm off. You're telling me it's eighty-seven sixty-two.
3: Yes, that that Mavericks team is currently thumping the the Blazers. That is unbelievable. The Blazers are just a mess.
1: They I mean, are a mess. It, it's. Oof. I mean, thank goodness we get to watch pretty polished basketball on a nightly basis.
3: Lillard is is playing. Uh, let's see. It uh, doesn't look like um, McCollum is, however. Uh, already poor Zingas, who does play better without Luca, by the way, uh, has 28 points on 10 of 16 shooting. So he's playing pretty.
1: That good. that one that jumps off the page of, of any of the scores. That one is that's surprising to me. That yeah, that's that's really something. And now probably, Dorian
3: Finney Smith is playing tonight, so they have one more guy, but he only
1: has six points. Well,
3: looking at that score, I don't know how much I'm expecting out of the Blazers on Wednesday. I would say not much. Not much. But but you also can't
1: read. We've seen right. a team looks awful sure. one night. and then So for Portland, probably
3: about making shots. Uh, I want to remind you about the Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program brought, uh, presented by Instructure, the makers of Canvas. Throughout the season, the Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from the Jazz Bear a $1,000 grant, personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game in a suite. Go to NBA.com slash jazz slash M V E to nominate your favorite educator right now. Let's go back to San Antonio. Time for some more player sound. Let's hear from Jordan Clarkson.
6: Hey, JC, can you kind of let us know recording what happened, in progress what happened with that that fan?
10: Uh I mean, he just was uh just kept saying stuff, kept saying stuff uh throughout the whole game. I, I was I usually have like dialogue, playful dialogue with people from the uh like in the stands, especially like people, of course. I another guy was sitting there doing the same thing, but I knew it wasn't harmful. Uh, but then, uh, I guess it was a timeout happened, and I, you know, the guy just keeps antagonizing me and then like almost challenges me, like, What you gonna do? uh, after you know, saying a bunch of stuff. Um, but you know, man, I I, I make money. I ain't trying to lose no money. I'm going to lose more money than he going to lose. He's probably going to get kicked out of the game. Uh, but, you know, it's we playing basketball, uh, having a good time. Fans got to learn. You know, we human. We people too. Um, you, know, you know, stuff like that just can't fly, uh, especially on the NBA floor where, you know, guys are doing their job. It's like somebody coming up to uh, – Somebody I like McDonald's and then they just keep uh, nagging somebody that's a, that's working the fries. Uh, you just keep keep nagging and keep nagging and you challenge them like what you gonna do? It's just like just no room for that. You know we we come here to entertain and uh, play basketball, uh, compete and uh, put on a show. Not not trying to uh, deal with fans and uh, you know them being too drunk or being whatever um, at the games you know, trying to start anything.
4: Did he say something that like crossed the line or, you know, was it just kind of like all that, like challenging you at kind of at the end of the game?
10: Yeah, but it, it did that. cross the line. That's where I was walking away initially and then he said something again. And I turned back around and then he said it again. And I'm just like, what's going on? <laughs> like, But like, literally it was a guy sitting right next to him the whole game, doing stuff, doing different stuff. but. I knew it was playful. Me and him kept winking at each other and then like, but this guy was just a little bit too malicious for whatever he was saying. Uh, at one point I just kind of just blacked out and I kind of was taking a step towards him. And, um, but like I said, man, I don't want no problems with nobody. I'm I'm in the league, I make a lot of money. He ain't gonna lose no money. I'm gonna end up losing a lot of money. Be sitting out games and NBA, I lose a meal. I could put that in my, my daughter's pocket and she could go buy a Bugatti or something if if she wanted to, man. I ain't trying to lose no money. I'm I'm I don't want no problems. I ain't got no problems with nobody. So I'm just out here having fun, trying to compete, uh in a safe environment and that's that's uh good for us.
4: Quinn was talking about how passionate you are during games and how, you know, kind of competitive you are. And it's funny, when you're off the court, you're kind of easygoing guy and on the court, you're, you're really competitive. So how do you balance kind of those sides of your personality and kind of where do you, you know, how do you play the game in, in the most effective way?
10: Um, No, I just gotta, it's just, you know, emotional basketball, just straight passion. You know, I love to play I love to have fun. Uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, my personality when I'm on the floor, I'm playing hard. Uh, you know, when stuff on the floor is going crazy, you see me approach refs and everything like tonight, uh, you know, with the, so I think it was her first game tonight. You know, a lot of people were giving her stuff, but after the game, I think she did a great job. You know, I went up to her, gave her a hug and uh, was like, man, I ain't ever seen you before. She's like, oh, this is my first game. So, um, you know, it's just all love. It's part of competition. Like I said, it's part of the performance, part of the show, it's part of the NBA. You know, this is what we're here to do. Um, you know, I just, you know, channel my emotions during games, but you know, it's the same thing that keeps me going through the game. It's just showing my passion and love.
7: JC, what do the Spurs do that's so effective at kind of keeping you guys um off the three point line? And then you guys had a lot of success inside it tonight. Uh you guys were Extremely efficient from two point range. So, what what do they do that's that's good at keeping you off it? And then, what were your what were your good counters tonight? Um, staying home, and then uh,
10: staying home on all our shooters really. And then, really trying to uh, keep Rudy off the glass. I think we've seen that a lot, where guys are kind of uh, double team blocking them out. It's almost like you see in football when they like double uh, Aaron McDonald. Um when he's when he's trying to blitz the quarterback. Uh very similar to that. Um, and, you know, forcing us uh to finish those shots uh in the paint over over guards and stuff like that. But that was um you know, we seen teams do that uh around the league. Uh but I think tonight was uh our defense really helped us really a lot, you know, hold them under hundred points, I think. Um well, no, they had 102. They made that late run at the end, but <clears throat> but yeah, just holding them uh, defensively.
2: Uh, did you call me? I, I couldn't hear. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, Jordan, you know, how do you balance the, you know, just uh, the emotion of the game and and trying to. Um, trying to keep uh, even enough kill that you execute from play to play, um, you know, and and try to limit mistakes, you know, in games. Like, you know, for example, like you know, the the all around game that you had, right? You know, but you were frustrated for you know three possessions, and those three possessions where you didn't get back, it led to mm-hmm. to, to open corner threes. How do you how do you process all of that? And and try to keep an even kill, you know, while you're doing it?
10: Uh I mean, timeouts definitely help the is in the game and kind of me getting myself together. But um, you know, we just gotta keep it to you playing. Uh that's it it is tough sometimes. Uh like I said, I, I'm very passionate and uh very aggressive um in the game. But like I said, man, just coming and kind of just leveling myself out. Uh, Sometimes it's kind of getting off the ball and, you know, letting plays happen, uh, let my teammates make plays and um, kind of not relax, but kind of just, you know, feel my way through that through that time when I'm like really hyped up and like super aggressive and like, man, I want to score on. them. Um, It's got to be a it's a thing inside me that I kind of just kind of, you know, really just slow down and take a deep breath and uh, figure it out from there
6: for a very quick one, Sarah, follow-up. Jordan, we're talking to uh, to Trent a little bit, and he had he'd mentioned, uh, Donovan mentioned this a couple weeks ago too, that he has to kind of tell Trent to be more aggressive and to try to get his own at the rim sometimes. Is that something that you guys, I mean, especially with Donovan not playing, that you guys are telling him, like, go ahead and get your, even though he's got a bunch of weapons out there, he knows yeah. that.
10: Yeah, no, for sure. Especially, like... Uh... Tonight, I know he he used to like uh, a lot from me because I'm always, Trent, Trent, Trent. But um, you got San saying and then Joe. We all kind of like, but we do trust him uh, to make the right plays and finish at the rim. You know, he's a long, he does a lot for us on defense. He does a lot for us offensively running the team. Um, but yeah, sometimes he got to keep the defense honest, shoot those floaters, uh, and keep continue to play hard. I think he has a, a great game, a great pace to himself. Um, that's amazing. It works for us. Uh, You know, tonight he played 20 minutes. He didn't score, but he affected the game so much. Um, You know, every time he kind of passes to me, I try to shoot it. So he get an assist. (laughs) But yeah, it's great though. Um,
3: Trent is doing a great job. There you go. That is Jordan Clarkson still undefeated when it comes to post game interviews. Uh, Getting into it a little bit with a fan who uh, in Jordan's mind got a little bit Said he, he doesn't mind the playful banter, but apparently this uh, this person took it a little too far. And uh, Jordan goes, it'd be like going to McDonald's and nagging the guy working the fries. <laughs> oh, man, line of the year. Line of the year so far from Jordan Clark. Clarkson. I said this to you as we were listening to that. Man, this dude is a national treasure. I mean, an absolute national treasure. And, and we're so lucky he's in Salt Lake. So lucky. I mean... He he's great, and and by the way, just uh, on the floor tonight, Jordan Clarkson was really really good. No Donovan Mitchell, you knew Jordan was going to have to, you know, step up uh, even more than he normally does. Twenty three points, eight rebounds, five assists for Jordan Clarkson tonight. Absolute terrific game, uh, even with that uh, that fan in his ear. And and I do believe,
1: you know, he talked about the the line between being really competitive and, you know, and, and he he does, you know, admittedly pushes it sometimes and. Um, but, but I like that he's got the ability to get himself settled down. I certainly coached a number of guys that once, once, the, uh, once the train left the station, ain't wasn't coming back. And, and, and it is an art, you know, to, to understand that. And, and there's so much emotion in a basketball game. But um, love that Jordan Clarkson is here. Love that he's playing as well. And, and tonight, you know, again, not just scoring, but getting eight rebounds, and five assists just trying to figure
3: out how he can help this team the best he can be like going to mcdonald's and nagging the guy working the fries <laughs> he's so great i mean just perfectly so said like it's yeah like guy's doing his job
1: and you just start going to work on him and at a certain point
3: i probably gonna leave the fries I tell you what, I uh, I am certainly not one of those people who, who pretends to be friends with players in this job. But if I could find a way to have uh, some sort of beverage, whether it's a coffee, a beer, or a Coke, or whatever, with Jordan, with Jordan Clarkson, I'm doing it, man. He would be so interesting. Uh, even the the Admiral, David Robinson, was at the game tonight, and there's there's shots going around uh, on uh, on social media of those two. You know, even the Admiral wants to meet Jordan and I don't know maybe they have a history maybe they met before but uh, there's a, there's a video of out there of, of those two chatting he's just an interesting dude with a interesting perspective and is is he's a baller I mean he's he's just a baller and we
1: talk all the time about fit you know the jazz team you know, off the bench particularly were they were stuck a couple of years ago yep. and an awesome move to bring a guy in that Kind of ignited this whole thing, and um, yeah, love having him around. Love
3: listening to him on on pre and post. Yep, there's no doubt. One ten to one hundred and four is your final. The Jazz beat the San Antonio Spurs tonight on the road. The Jazz moved to eleven and three on the road. They've just been terrific. Away from home, which is certainly not the norm. Uh, but the post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own at MySubaruIs.com. We'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one. Don't go in there and nag the, fry, the guy working the fries, Tim. You never do that. Just let him do his job. <laughs> More next on the Jazz Radio Network.
0: Bounces to Rudy, powers to the rack, double clutches, and hammers it home. Rudy Gobert on a beautiful out of timeout play by Quinn Snyder.
3: There's your play of the game. Our guy David Locke on the call. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. Lhmauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the my Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller, Subaru customers, share your story for a chance to win prizes, learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Jake Scott coach, Tim LaCombe with you. 110-104 is your final. The jazz beat the San Antonio Spurs. If you're just joining us, jazz got uh, 23 from Jordan Clarkson tonight to go along with eight rebounds and five assists. You got to love Jordan filling up that box score. Very nice. Uh, Bogdanovich with 19. Rudy with 16, 13, and 3. Congrats to Rudy. He's now in the top 50 all time blocks in the NBA. Joe Ingalls, uh, 17 points moving into the starting lineup for Donovan Mitchell, who did not play tonight. Mike Conley, 12 points, six boards. He also had a couple assists. Son Whiteside added 13 points and eight rebounds coming in off the bench. And uh, you talked about it in the pregame show, Coach, I mean, a little collective effort to fill in for Donovan Mitchell. I think that's exactly what we got.
1: And, and you wouldn't expect anything less with this team. Uh, I think the, the great thing about this team is I think everybody tries to be a star in their role. I think that's been talked about a bunch. But, um, yeah, Donovan not able to play for the second time and guys just up their game, you know, go get a few more rebounds, make a couple more assists and uh, and then share the ball. You know, I love seeing that number at 19 assists. On um, 39 made field goals. Again, defensively tonight, I felt like the team took a step forward. The energy and the way that they, um, you know, the way that they got back and kind of built a wall and then individually guarded the ball.
3: Didn't feel like they were going to let it be a repeat of a week and a half ago, that the, the effort was going to be there. They weren't going to let San Antonio uh, do it that way. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's good to see the Jazz win one on the defensive side.
1: I had an old high school coach. You've heard it a million times, but fool me once. Shame on me. Is that how it goes? No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. See now, I I always uh, whenever I hear that now, I always think of of President George W. Bush, who said what he said. He said, "Fool <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice." Well, won't get fooled again. And <laughs> kind of chuckled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just he just slipped his mind the you, second you, part of it. And he goes got, with the who. You, you know, when in doubt, it, go
1: with the who. You got you got my inadvertent joke, but um, no. But that's that's the truth. You 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 learn from your mistakes. You learn from history and experience. And the Jazz did that tonight. They were more connected, locked in defensively, and didn't just give up easy, meaningless
3: baskets. Yeah, and and I think you know it stands true. I think Popovich had a good game plan. For game number one, and Quinn Snyder's a pretty good coach too, and uh, n- you know knew what it would take to win uh, here in this return match,
1: and said, yeah, I mean the Jazz knew they probably weren't going to get as many threes. I'm sure that was talked about tonight, um, but they also were much better at not settling for those intermediate p- shots. The Jazz only took a-, a couple of long twos tonight. Everything else was in the paint at the
3: rim or or a three. All right, Coach Lacombe. Let's get a, a few final thoughts on uh, this one from you before we uh, we set out to to skate home for the evening. Well, I love looking at the Jazz record twenty four nine and seeing that
1: number eleven and three away from from home. Um, you know, resilient teams that I've been around figure out how to go away from your comfort zone and, and be very good. And and the Jazz tonight. Um, with no Donovan Mitchell still figured out a way to go uh, really put a game together. That wasn't, you know, wasn't a masterpiece by any stretch, but that was a, a team in San Antonio was playing terrific
3: basketball one three in a row, one man.
1: three in a row. Uh, and in the jazz, you know, uh, did not play great against them the time before. So they took the challenge. I love to see that. And again, I love seeing a team go outside their building and winning because in the playoffs, you got to win on the road. That's a big part of being able to crack a series.
3: Quick update, the Mavericks up on the Blazers, 106-84 at the end of the third quarter. So the last team the Jazz played against the next team the Jazz play, not going well for the Blazers. No,
1: not well for the Blazers at all. Another team game that's still going. Brooklyn, the Nets lead the Clippers 82-70 to in the third quarter.
3: Yeah, and Paul George is going to miss at least a month with an elbow injury, so that's, that's rough for the Clips who are just going to try and get to the postseason and hopefully be healthy for them, so... Uh, I want to say a big thanks to David Locke, Ron Boone, doing a great job calling all the action. Thanks to broadcast assistants who worked uh, with us tonight. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post game show. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own at MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, big thanks to you, buddy. Always a pleasure. Yeah, be safe. Uh, at least we
1: survived the squall. We did. And, and it looks clear out there. The plows are going up and down, I see,
3: um, out here on the streets of Salt Lake. So get home safe, my man. You know, quick side note, when it comes to snow removal, good folks out here in this uh, along the Wasatch Front know what they're doing. Shout out to the good folks pushing plow listening to the show right now. Thanks for all the great work that you do keeping us safe on the roads out there. Take it easy going home, Coach. Mr. Plow. <laughs> That's my name again. Mr. Plow, one ten to one hundred and four is your final Jazz beat. The Spurs. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Wednesday night. The Jazz will be in Portland to take on Damian Lillard and the Blazers. That game will tip off at eight o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at seven, and of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.